In this episode of the Business of E-Commerce, I'm here to answer some listener questions. This is the Business of E-Commerce, episode 20. Welcome to the Business of E-Commerce, the podcast that helps e-commerce retailers start, launch, or grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Charles Pulaski. I'm here today to answer a few listener questions that we got in recently. Um, I've actually been queued up for a little bit and wanted to finally kind of get back to some folks and answer a few of them on the show. So I want to uh, jump right in. So one question we got is, what is, what is the average ROI, um, return on investment, on e-commerce products, um, e-commerce sales in general? And I, get, I understand that people kind of want a stat like this, but kind of the average, it's a little hard to, um, you know, clearly define, right? Because it really ranges on what sort of product category, that sort of thing. If, you, if you're out there selling, um, you know, fidget spinners, it's going to be incredibly low margin. If you're out there selling, you know, luxury watches, um, much higher. So, you know, I've seen anywhere from decent, you know, mid double digit percentage sort of thing, you know, 40, 50%, but all the way down to low single-digit percentage. Um, what's, a, what's a good percent? It's really not something um, I think anyone can kind of answer broadly, right? It's really very dependent on your product category. And I think by ROI, they actually mean profit margin um, in this question. So I don't think it's you know, return investment. I think it's what kind of margins you're looking for. And that's just hard to answer um, on a broad general basis, really down to the product category, that sort of thing. But I think really what you what you're trying to get what you're trying to get out of that when someone asks a question like that is are they getting a good margin or maybe what kind of margin can they expect? That sort of thing. And really the answer is to try it and see. Um, as long as you're getting some sort of profit, then the kind of the whole the next step is how do we increase that and kind of just move forward test that, start somewhere, and start kind of just moving up the, um, the food chain. And if, you know, you are able to get anything very specific to your, your niche, the only problem is um, that's something that people keep very close. So you might have, you know, if, once you niche down, you're going to have, you know, a handful of competitors. And once you do that, they're going to keep that very, very close. So it's going to be hard to find exact stats. So, you know, unfortunately, I don't have a you know, a real, you know, his answer um, sort of thing on that one. So next question is, how exactly do you go about finding a wholesaler or distributor? Um, I think by that they mean more, yeah, kind of distributor, basically vendors to work with, um, you know, searching, how do you contact them, that sort of thing. How do you generally start the process of finding a um, a someone to buy products from, essentially, I think is what this question is after. So really kind of there, um, and we could do a whole episode on this. Um, I probably should. But basically, how to actually start sourcing different suppliers, different vendors, that sort of thing. Um, we usually want to look at products that are currently being sold online and try to go backwards and kind of reverse engineer um, where those folks are buying their products from, at least to start. So I would start on a particular niche and say, I want to sell, you know, um, these sort of products. Who else is selling these online, Google search, that sort of thing, and try to figure out, okay, out of those 
out of those other sellers, here are the different brands. Where could they be getting these from? Are they going direct to manufacturer? Are they going to distributors? Okay, maybe they're going direct to manufacturer. What are those manufacturers? Um, what do what kind of processes they have in place? And yeah, from there, you're gonna start contacting them one by one, go down the list. Um, they might have information on their site, they might have a process. It might just be a general contact us email. Um, the one thing I just recommend, and we should do another episode on this um, this question, we go real, real into some details here, but one thing is when you contact them initially, you're probably not gonna use the word drop shipping or anything like that. I would just say, I would like to become a retailer of your products. What's that process look like? And kind of start there. Um, so basically, I would start by finding other folks selling the products you want to sell and kind of reverse it that way. And once you kind of go more into the niche, you'll start to get a sense of, you know, where who the main manufacturer is, um, who works with online retailers, who doesn't, and kind of um, dissect it that way. And you'll kind of get a feel for it after a while on that one. So... What kind of important documents do you need when setting up an initial e-commerce business? Um, LLC, sales certificate, EIN. What kind of legal foundation do you need to get out of the way um, before starting? So I'll caveat this with saying I am not a lawyer nor actually a tax person. Um, I know kind of the basics, but I would say a basic corporate structure, you should have something set up, have EIN, whether that's a corporation, LLC, um, just because once you start purchasing products, they're going to want your uh, distributors or manufacturers are going to want your EIN. Um, you could use your social, but then to switch, go back and switch it later, it's kind of a pain. Um, different states have different filing fees for LLCs. Um, and you probably actually want to talk with an actual legal or tax professional about LLC versus corporation versus you know, what kind of entities there are. But have something set up initially. You also need to um, get some different bank accounts to move money into eventually, um, some credit card accounts, and all those are going to want an EIN um, or social. And you could use a social, but most people do it under EIN. It's relatively short money depending on the state you're in. So I'd say get that set up first. And kind of those um, sales certificates, that's typically state by state depending on which and it's different on every state, um, but a lot of it depends on what state that you have uh, suppliers in. So if you have suppliers in five different states, you probably want to look at those five different states and see if you need any sort of individual certificates there. Um, so anywhere they have a physical presence, plus where you have a physical presence, um, I would at least do a little research there. Some states require it, some states don't. It really, that's a state-by-state -state type thing, unfortunately, um, on that one. And let's see, one more question here is, when approaching a wholesale or distributor, how important is it to have a site set up ahead of time, have a physical address, have a phone number, basically have everything set up ahead of time? Um, so it's also a great question, and I'd like to actually do another episode on specifically that. Um, I'm kind of going a little more into that, but basically when you start approaching suppliers initially, there's different kind of classes of suppliers that um, look at you differently. So first, the easy one is there are suppliers that don't work with online retailers. They say, are you selling online? You say yes. They say, no, thank you. So that's easy right there. You can't work with them. There's other suppliers that will only work with you if you have a retail presence. Um, so you actually need to have a physical source set up. Some people do. 
But if you don't, then um, that also kind of crosses that off the list pretty early. How much you have to kind of um, jump through hoops to work with them. Usually the suppliers that have more kind of barriers put up are actually the better ones to work with. So there's some suppliers that you go to the website, there's a contact us form, you say create account, they email you back and say you have an account. Um, it's easy, but those typically aren't the best suppliers you want to work with. You want to actually have some sort of site set up, address, um, professional mailing address, phone number, that sort of thing. Just because the more, um, the higher end suppliers, the better ones, tend to only work with folks that already have all the stuff in place. They actually kind of check you out, make sure you're legitimate, you're doing business, just because they get inquiries every single day and they do provide support for you. They might provide an account rep, um, you know, some do individual pricing, might do credit terms. So they spend time um, with each person. And the thing is you don't want to, um, you know, be going to those guys looking like, looking that you just started in e-commerce yesterday, even if you started yesterday. You at least want to look that you have a site set up, you know, with products on it without that, you know, coming soon or under construction with a guy, uh, you know, digging the hole in the side of the road so it's under construction. You don't want that. You want something to at least appear that you have some products when you start um, approaching the better vendors. So they look and say, okay, at least you're doing business and this isn't your, um, you know, first time approaching a vendor and they'd be willing to spend a little time with you, get you in touch with an account rep, maybe possibly uh, a credit application, things like that. So you can start building a relationship with these guys. So I would always recommend getting those started as soon as possible. Although there are entry level vendors that don't require anything. They don't have great prices, their price selection, that sort of thing but they'll accept anyone. Um, so I would say you might have to get started there, but then very quickly try to get up your, a very professional looking online presence. And once you do that, you can start kind of building from there. So those are all the questions. Um, I'd definitely love to answer more questions. So if you have anything, feel free to reach out, reach out to me um, at charles at, at businessofecommerce.fm or questions at businessofecommerce.fm. And any questions, I can definitely answer them on the show, that sort of thing. And I'd like to actually get deeper into some of these topics in the very near future. So I'd love to hear from you and um, talk to you soon. Thank you. Have a good one.